It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 347 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, June 12th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode. Of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team focus shows for all 30 NBA teams. We got Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd, although that's irrelevant because there's no basketball going on right now, so you can't play fantasy, but still, good show either way. Uh, Josh will have lots of uh, draft reaction and all that stuff. I believe he'll be involved with our uh, draft coverage in some way, breaking down fantasy angles for that, so make sure you're checking out that and staying tuned uh, with what Josh has going on over there. Locked on NBA, our mock draft is starting up this week. I will not be a part of it because I have not been able to trade into the first round, despite my uh, sort of meager efforts, but I've tried a couple trades here and there uh, and have not gotten any traction, so I will not be part of the Locked on NBA mock draft, but you can check it out either way. Uh, it's a very great thing that we've done the last couple years now. It was our highest listened to show on record. I believe it still holds that record. So uh, it's good stuff. So make sure you're checking that out. I believe it starts tomorrow, uh, actually, with picks one through six. So make sure you're tuning in on Locked on NBA. Uh, if you find a show that you like on the network, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can do that with us. Find Locked on Raptors on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. It's the best way to support the show. Just leave a little five stars, a couple comments. It's uh, super helpful. It makes me feel good. It's nice to see the listeners have some feedback. And yeah, if you have feedback, throw it in there, and I can try to use what you say in there to sort of, to help shape the show going forward. So many, many reasons for you to leave a rating or a review, but not the least of which, that it makes me feel good. So thanks for that in advance. All right, on today's show, we actually have news. We're done with the player reviews, although we're not done with the player reviews. I was supposed to drop the Kyle Lowry player review today, but that uh, clearly becomes uh, a thing that I can bump to tomorrow because we have news today. Uh, so that might sound a little bit dated because we kind of talked about the coaching search at the beginning. It's myself and Dan Hackett from Raptors HQ. Uh, but that'll come out tomorrow. We mostly talk about Kyle Lowry, and that kind of remains unchanged, I think, by today's news. And, of course, by now you know today's news. Nick Nurse is the new head coach of the Toronto Raptors, hired after an exhaustive month-long search. Uh, kind of was always the leading candidate, but was uh, was made official today. And joining me to talk about it is our pal, Vivek Jacob. How's it going, buddy? Great, man. I'm doing great. So, um, you know, pretty much in vacation mode now. I'll be off for two weeks soon. So... Couldn't be ex- more excited. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. You're going to Europe, correct? Correct. That's, Not uh, to Russia for the World Cup, but... Disappointing. It, it'll be a good time nonetheless. That sounds awesome. Uh, but thankfully, the, the Raptors made a move before you went away so we could talk about this thing. Uh, yeah. Nick Nurse, the five-year assistant, the lead assistant for Dwayne Casey last season, uh, offensive guru, widely credited with the job, with the, the change in the Raptors' offense this season. Obviously, Casey had to be part of that and party to you know changing the system, but Nick Nurse's offensive principles are pretty much what the Raptors went with this season as their offensive principles, and it translated into an excellent offense that held up in the playoffs despite some people kind of forgetting that a little bit. 
I believe they finished with the second highest offensive rating in the postseason. Uh, and the defense, you know, in a way that hasn't really sort of betrayed the Raptors as much as the offense in the past was the reason the Raptors really struggled in the playoffs against uh, LeBron James. And, you know, that that, that happens. But uh, Nick Nurse, you know, he's not entirely blameless, I'm sure. And his offense of the past, maybe you could say that it had some, you know, quirks or whatever. But how much of that was Dwayne Casey being resistant to Nurse's ideas? And, you know, how much influence did Nurse really have until this season it's all hard to really say but either way the offensive change the culture reset uh, a big architect of that was Nick Nurse so if that is something that excites you then you should be excited by this hiring um, I, there was a very mixed reaction I guess when the move happened I, I was reading Twitter some people were pretty excited about it other people seemed like disproportionately mad about it uh, I, f- I feel pretty good about it we can get into why but Vivek let's start with you what were your feelings about the move? Are you happy? Would you prefer someone else? Uh, and if so, why? So once the news got out that it was pretty much down to Messina and Nurse, mm-hmm. I was hoping that it would be Messina just because right from the beginning of this process, I've been rooting for someone sort of outside of the team to bring in a new perspective. Sure. Um, but at the same time, it's not like I had anything against Nurse. Frankly, I... Besides the offensive change that he's implemented, I know nothing about his uh, coaching ability, at least as a head coach. And so I didn't want to judge him in that sense. Um, I guess one of the concerns I had was in terms of Masai stressing that he wanted a new voice uh, with Nick Nurse, a guy that's been with the team for the past four or five seasons. Um, When he starts demanding things that or calling out guys for things that he hasn't before is there a pushback from the players saying hey you've been here all this time and haven't said anything about that what's up with that you know what i mean so i guess that would be my only concern other than that it's more just i'm i'm just gonna wait and see uh i'm interested to see who he brings in as a defensive assistant i think there's some word that rex kalamian might join casey in detroit mm-hmm. um I'm sure we're going to touch on that later, but um, yeah, uh, overall, I'm very much in wait-and-see mode with uh, Nick Nurse. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think that's kind of where everyone should be, to be honest. If you have a hard take about what Nick Nurse is going to mean for the Raptors, you're talking out of your ass, pretty much, because we don't know anything. We don't know a damn thing about these prospective coaches who had never had NBA head coaching experience before as to how they're going to look once put into that role. Um, you know, Tori Messina was a very exciting candidate, and I'm sure a lot of people wanted to see him. But at the same time, it's the same situation where he's never been a head coach outside of Europe. We don't know. He hasn't been a head coach for like five or six years now, uh, as long as he's been with the Spurs. And we don't really know what he would do with that role either. It, it's so hard to predict and evaluate coaches for that very reason. It, it just you can only evaluate them when they're in the job. And, you know, when they're in the job, it kind of, it all depends on the, the circumstances of the team as well and the context and what players he has and sort of the, the hand that he's dealt when he gets the job. 
So, like, even, like, Dwayne Casey's a good example. He became an excellent coach, but originally he was kind of viewed as a not-so-great coach when he was with the Wolves, whether that's context, whether that's him not quite sort of maturing as a coach at that point. Um, like, it just, it's so hard to evaluate because circumstances vary and the, the, the situation a coach is put in is so, like, it just dictates so much of what we're going to think about a coach. Like, I don't think we think of Steve Kerr the same way if he takes the Knicks job uh, instead of the Warriors job back a few years ago. Like, it all kind of depends on the context. So, we don't know a damn thing just yet. I would say yeah. that people who are... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I understand uh, some of sort of the negativity around it just in the sense that it's such an unsexy move. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you could, I think there were a lot, there are a lot more people who would have been, uh, you know, sort of amped up or excited about a Stackhouse or a Messina, you know, someone from a Spurs organization and what they would bring in. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a lot. I think people wanted things to really change. And so it's just hard for the average person fan to see that with someone within the organization and within the team within the coaching staff that Casey had yeah I guess though if you take away sorry go ahead no I was just gonna say I understand that part of it yeah no I I, like for me if you take away the fact that Nurse has been here for the last five years obviously that's a big thing to take away like his resume kind of speaks to a guy who would be a very sexy and interesting coaching candidate and I feel like And this has been the case over the last few seasons when Nurse has been sort of part of the assistant coach, head coach interview circuit. He's always kind of been viewed as this very sexy candidate, this very young sort of um, sort of open minded, creative candidate who has had a really sort of cool path to where he's gotten between coaching in England and being a G League coach. And especially with the Rockets G League affiliate, just the sort of analytically based sort of philosophies going on there. Like, I feel like any other team would look at Nick Nurse and say, hey, like this is a really exciting candidate. This is a guy who has a lot of experience as a top-level assistant on a very good team, and his previous experience is kind of cool and funky and has a lot of cool little nuggets in there that might make him an attractive guy. And yes, the fact that he's been part of Dwayne Casey's staff maybe sours that illusion a little bit for Raptors fans, but he's a very good candidate, and he seems like he's got a lot of potential as a coach. And my whole thing is... I'm excited about it. I think I prefer this over what Messina would have been because my thing with this Raptors team, and you know, you can say this is like my dumb brand or whatever you want, but they're mostly in a pretty good spot and have been. And I feel like a subtle move like this where you promote a guy maybe on a bit of a meritocracy because of the work he did this season um, and because maybe you ha- you think he has a bit of a different vision. I mean, they don't do all these interviews and come out of it w- and, and hire him if it doesn't seem like he has a different vision than Dwayne Casey, um, you know, considering it was a month-long search. Like, the, the, a lot of thought went into this. But I just think with the, where the Raptors are, they were a 59-win team. Not everything is as bad as it seems after you get swept by LeBron James. And a huge big sort of institutional shift for the team, I feel like might have been a little too much, a bit of an overcorrection, and then you're asking for a whole lot of uncertainty, whereas with Nurse, there's a good chance you can keep most of your assistants, whether it's Jama or Patrick Matumbo, maybe Rex Leaves, obviously you lost Jerry Stackhouse already, but there's a good, you know, sort of 
you know, there's a collection of young guys kind of on the end of the bench that you're going to probably keep at this point. And I think it kind of speaks to what Masai kind of wants to build with his team and have it be sort of a self-sustaining, you know, a supply line of good talent on all levels, whether it's front office, coaching, players. Um, and to just completely go outside of that, I think kind of betrays almost the identity that you're trying to build for yourself. So I totally get why they went with with Nurse here. And I also, I think, considering that they clearly did their due diligence, they you know interviewed a whole wide range of new and interesting candidates who we haven't maybe thought of as head coaches or who have not been head coaches before, I think that they came out of that month-long search and we're like, yeah, our guy has been here all along. I think that kind of speaks probably to how well Nurse must have done in the interview circuit because, you know, once you get the, the seed of something different in your brain, I feel like it's got to be hard to go back to what you know, and they still did. So I don't know. I, I'm pretty content with it. Uh, I understand, I guess, like you said, the sort of the initial backlash to it because it's not a very sexy move, but I don't think the Raptors are a team that necessarily needed a sexy move. This is a team that is in a very good spot comparatively to most teams, and a subtle change here with a guy who has his own distinct voice. Like, everyone kind of seems to be assuming just because he was a Casey assistant that he's just going to sort of, you know, tote the same party line that Dwayne Casey did. Like, if you've ever worked at a job, there's no doubt that you have disagreed with your boss, either in small ways or an entirely fundamental level. And given the opportunity, you would do things differently. And I'm sure that's going to be the case with Nick Nurse as well. I'm sure he'll take some of Casey's knowledge and wisdom that was passed along and use it in his endeavors as the head coach. But I think you just can't assume that he's going to you know, be the same kind of guy because that's just – it kind of – I don't know. It just seems ridiculous that he would just automatically have the same sort of voice and tendencies as Dwayne Casey just because he was his assistant. But do you agree? Yeah. I mean, what if he is the guy that, you know, you say you're working for a boss and then but you see sort of this boss in the other department that's sort of amazing and awesome. It's like, man, I wish I could work for that guy. You know, what if he's that guy? Um, But I'm excited to learn a couple of things about Nurse uh, because... You know, you look at a guy with a G League background, what does he bring when he's going from G League and assistant to the head coaching position? Um, and then the other aspect of it, like you said, is the voice. So, you know, how much... So, in some ways, we'll be able to learn just how much say the assistant coach has. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if he does sort of change things dramatically or we do see a complete change in terms of in-game adjustments, that'll be telling, Right in terms of last season to this season, or even just the history of, uh, you know, Dwayne Casey with in-game adjustments and how that changes this year, um, this upcoming year. Uh, so those are the things that I think will define him. Um, the defense, we've seen that sort of dissipate uh, in the playoffs, um, at least against Cleveland, against, you know, strong shooting teams. Uh, the offense, you would expect that to carry over now that Nurse, the guy who implemented the change, uh, has brought that over. So, um, yeah, I think you are forced to, if you want to look at it in a positive frame, that, you know, you're starting over with a new coach regardless of where he came from. And you have to see what he brings in now with his own staff and with his own sort of regiment on how he wants to go about you know, running practices and scheduling practices and, you know, what the team does together in terms of camaraderie and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to learn a lot about that. Um, Obviously, none of that was a negative with Casey. So um, 
yeah, I think you just have to look at it from, at the end of the day, it's a new coach. Yeah. And he's going to have his own ideas. He's going to have his own philosophies, both on offense and defense. And, you know, I think one of the interesting things to note is uh, when he won titles with the G League uh, team, the Vipers, they were number one in three-point attempts in both both those times. So um, is that something that we're going to see even ratchet it uh, up even more now with the Raptors? Um, they'd probably need a change in personnel to do that effectively. Um but yeah, who knows? Maybe he's the next Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> he's the next, you know, not Mike D'Antoni. So either way, we're going to find out. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's a couple things about Nurse that I'm pretty happy with and that I think only he really could have brought to the job compared to the rest of the the candidates, maybe outside of the internal guys. And I think... All reports seem to point to him and Kyle Lowry having a very good relationship and Kyle really liking Nick Nurse. And I think that is an important thing because that was always going to be a pretty significant pressure point for any new coach coming in because Kyle has notoriously not gotten along with coaches. Uh, Dwayne Casey took a few years for those two to really sort of get on the same level. And it just, it, there was always sort of rumblings and sort of a feeling that maybe they weren't seeing eye to eye. Like Lowry said that himself after Dwayne got let go. Um, so I think just sort of the institutional knowledge and sort of inertia of having Nurse stay here and knowing that he and Lowry reportedly have a good relationship and just knowing that he has sort of a head start on any coach who would come in as to sort of knowing what this team wants to be and who the players are and what the personnel is and what people's strengths and weaknesses are um, and maybe he has his own ideas of how to maximize those strengths and minimize those weaknesses I, I think that's really important and I think for a team that probably looks like it's going to try to compete again next year that is important. Like, I think if you were going to blow it all up, maybe you make a case to bring in an outside guy, whether it's Udoka or Messina or whoever. Um, but I think if you're trying to run it, run it back with mostly the same core, which I think is probably what's going to happen, as we've talked about for the last month and a half, um, I think Nurse is probably the right guy because he has a head start on in that institutional knowledge that I was talking about. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, and this goes along with what you said from the beginning. You know, there is on some level with this core a need for that continuity and he will bring that mm-hmm. um, you expect the things that have the did wells uh, to continue and then you just hope that he's going to implement plans to change the things that didn't go so well and the fact that he's been around uh, to see all the things that didn't go well maybe you know he's got as extensive a plan as anyone could hope for in terms of how to change those things and how to fix those things. Um, again, this goes back to you know how much say does an assistant coach have uh, in making changes? Uh, we saw that with the offense, but what about the defense? Mm-hmm. Um, if if Rex Kalamian comes back, then you know maybe there are some concerns there. But if he doesn't, then now you've got a whole. You'd like to think that there's a whole new plan on that end as well. Um, in having uh, the team sort of defend in a way 
that can be transferred to the playoffs. Or, you know, I, I felt like watching the Raptors this season, because their offense became so good, they, were, they got to a point where they were just trying to outscore teams. Mm-hmm. And when the time came, when they really needed to hang their hat on the defensive end, they hadn't sort of had enough practice of doing so. Um, and that's that's kind of what we've seen with Cleveland as well. But obviously it hasn't impacted them until they've got to the finals. But just those bad habits where if you don't correct them over the course of 82 games, it's really hard to correct them in the playoffs. And so hopefully there's a plan that's implemented right from the beginning where the right habits are developed over the 82 games that can be carried over to the playoffs. Yeah, and look, man, like, warning to people who are expecting this to be a game changer, it very well could be that the bigger problem and sort of, I guess, the argument for keeping Casey all along is that this is more of a talent issue than it ever was a coaching issue. Um, and just the personnel on the team aren't suited to play a switching style of defense, and switching was sort of the defense du jour this time around, and maybe that changes as the league evolves and things change and trends happen, but um, just the roster itself might be limited. DeMar DeRozan's offensive skill set and just sort of his limitations, as we've talked about to, ad nauseum, like that, those might be bigger limitations on anything the Raptors can achieve than what the coach was doing and Dwayne Casey's rotations or whatever it was. Um, so, like, be prepared for this maybe not to work. And, and I, I shouldn't say not work. Be prepared for this maybe to not quite change the ceiling of the team. I think this can work and can be a successful marriage between Nurse and the Raptors without it sort of being, uh, you know, them instantly making the step next season and winning 55 games and making it to the conference finals and beating LeBron or whatever. Like, there are different layers, levels of success. So I, I would say this is going to take a couple of years to really know what Nurse is. Um, and it just might be a talent thing that Nurse has no control over. So we have to give him at least a couple of years, I think. Um, one thing that I'm kind of interested in, this was a, a nugget in Eric Kareen's piece today. He talked to Chris Finch, uh, who coached against Nurse in England when Nurse was over there. Um, he said that Nick Nurse was more of a defensive genius in his eyes than an offensive genius. And if that's the case, then I'm pretty excited about what he's going to be able to do sort of implementing his defensive vision, considering he was more the offensive guy. Um, is Maybe it's that. Is there something else that like really excites you about the prospect of Nurse? Uh, excites me about the prospect of Nurse? I think the fact, just a big selling point that, you know, he's widely regarded as an offensive genius. Um, so him just taking the offense to another level, I know they were great all year, but I think, at the same time, this was their first year of trying this offense. So mm-hmm. what are they going to be like next season? Um, and, yeah, so, again, if he's that smart offensively, you'd have to think he has a pretty strong understanding of the game. Um, and, you know, even offensive players themselves, when they talk about playing defense, they say in some ways it makes them easier to play defense because they they can understand what a good offense looks like or what a good move would be and how to sort of take that away. Mm-hmm. So if he's got such great offensive plans, you'd like to think that that sort of thinking transfers over to the defensive end where he's saying, okay, these are what good offensive teams do and these are uh, these are the ways we can take them away. So Yeah, I think the other thing I'm excited about too is like and again we don't really know this we haven't seen it in practice but the reputation that he carries is that he's a very experimental guy and he's creative and he's kind of an outside the box thinker 
And again, if there's another criticism of Dwayne Casey, it's you know the full season long, same rotations in and out, not experimenting too much. The Raptors by the end of this season had like. I don't know, two lineups that played a majority lion's share of the minutes and then not many minutes of sample for a lot of other looks that maybe with a little extra playing time, maybe you cut down on the, the, the minutes given to the starters or the bench mob. Maybe you sort of work in some extra minutes for these weird sort of in-between lineups or, or just sort of matchups, matchup-based things that you think might work when you get up against a certain team. And you know, maybe you forego a couple wins here and there for that in the interest of sort of experimentation in the regular season. Like, I think that's something Casey didn't do great. And I think we, the data on the lineups or the lack thereof kind of suggests that this season. And it was kind of the case for the last few years. He was very staunch in his rotations. And the prospect of Nurse coming in and saying, all right, let's let's be a little bit more experimental here. Let's maybe throw away this third quarter, but we're going to try out this weird funky lineup that maybe we don't see again, but at least we saw it for a minute to see if it could really work. Um, so I think that's something we should expect to see from Nurse as well. Um, you know, uh, you'd have to think that most of the rotation patterns were Dwayne Casey's doing. Maybe they'll be the exact same under Nurse, but considering his reputation and considering the fact that that was sort of a glaring thing when you looked at the full season body of work for the Raptors, uh, was that they didn't have that many lineups with, you know, clear sort of obvious success in a large amount of minutes. Maybe Nurse can kind of work on that as a thing that we maybe we see a bit more next season. Um, I don't know. I, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I, I, I think it's going to be a pretty good hire. I think I, as long as it wasn't a retread, to be honest, I was going to be pretty happy with it no matter what. I would have been okay with Messina. Would have, I kind of talked myself into Sarunas Yasekevichis, even though he's only coached for like two years. Um, I talked myself into all of them, really. And I think as long as it's not a retread, I was always going to be happy with it. And Nurse, the, the bonus with him is that he comes with a lot of institutional knowledge already in his brain uh, and relationships already sort of started or intact. Um, so I think that's good. Quickly before we go, Vivek, Dwayne Casey goes to the Pistons. Uh, as you mentioned, maybe Rex Kalamian joins him there. Uh, thoughts on that move for Casey and for the Pistons? Um, I'm very happy that Casey has a job yeah. uh, back and a head coaching job. Um, I'm not sure I'm as excited about the team that he's going to have to coach. Uh, I wish there were some better options out there for him but uh you know i think it's an interesting project for him to see if he can turn around that program as he likes to call it Hmm. and you know uh i think one of the things that fascinates me is we've seen how uh valentinus has been used here in toronto um so i'm very intrigued by what uh he does different or if he uses drummond in a similar fashion yeah, it would be nice if they hired a GM to to maybe clear out some of the clutter on that terrible roster. Um, yeah, I'm extremely happy for Casey. I think it's an excellent move for the Pistons. I don't know if it's a great move for Casey career-wise because that's going to be a tough sort of hole to dig out of. I know Blake Griffin's very good and Andre Drummond has shown flashes and he's improved as a playmaker, but... That's not an inspiring roster whatsoever, and it is kind of reminiscent of the early KC Raptors, where it's just like a sort of mismatch of weird talent um, that, like, in theory shouldn't be that bad, but doesn't really work. Um, So, and they don't even have a first-round pick this season, so... (laughs) I don't know. The Pistons are weird. I'm glad Casey got a job, though. I'm glad he's going to be close by. Uh, we'll have to drive down and see Dwayne Casey two times a year or whatever it is. Um, I- I'm happy for him. But, yeah, I-, I think it's kind of a weird fit. And I think the Pistons, 
they'll be better off with him than they were with Stan Van Gundy running the show, but so much is going to depend, again, context and situation, so much is going to depend on who they bring in to run the show there and what that person can do to sort of change up the juju in the room because that is a strange roster that doesn't make a ton of sense and is very big heavy and uh, still has Reggie Jackson on it. It's it's not great. I, we'll see. But um, shouts to Dwayne Casey for getting that job. I guess quickly because I brought up the Drummond JV thing, do you, yeah. do you see... Uh, Nick Nurse managing Jonas Valanciunas differently? I uh, I think our friend Matt Schantz tweeted today that he expects Jonas to shoot like double the amount of threes per game as he as he did today, uh, <laughs> this season. Um, yeah, I, I don't know enough about how Nurse really wants to use the bigs. I think, right. you know, considering that we saw this season with Nurse presumably getting more control over the offense, we saw Jonas be more of a playmaker from the elbows. He would you know run triple handoffs and stuff like that. Maybe we see that a little bit more. Maybe we see him sort of improve as a short role playmaker. We saw little flashes of that where, especially I think late, where him and OG started to get a little bit of chemistry there, where Jonas would catch on the short roll, OG would cut from cut from the right corner, and JV would find him. Like those little plays like that, maybe we just see more of those worked in as a way to sort of vary the attack and also kind of keep the burden off of Demar and Kyle. And you know, as much as you can preserve those guys, assuming they're back. I think that's probably a good thing. So I think this will probably be a good thing for Jonas. Like a creative offense usually sort of involves something to do with utilizing bigs in a sort of interesting and fun way. And I think Jonas showed enough this season as a playmaker. You know, he's not totally refined yet, but he's not terrible the way he used to be. Um, and I think, you know, there's enough sort of a, of a groundwork there for him to maybe fit into an offense where he can be a bit more of a facilitator or a fulcrum. Um, than maybe we've seen in the past. So yeah, I think it'll be probably a good thing for him, consider, assuming he's back next season. Yes. Uh, anything else before we wrap this thing up? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, anything you want to plug right now? No, nah, man. I, I'm going to be in serious vacay mode. Do not expect <laughs> anything from me for the next two weeks. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not on vacation yet. I'm not going until the start of July. But I'm also in vacation mode because the Raptors don't have any picks, and it's. Uh, I don't know. The coaching thing at least kind of spiced up today a little bit, but yeah, there's. Yeah, a, I guess now we look forward to the rest of this staff, right? Yeah, the staff and um, listening to Blake and Dan Hackett on the Raptors Republic podcast today. The Norman Powell trade watch uh, before his contract becomes bigger, as you know, for trade purposes, mm-hmm. is interesting. That that remains a, a fascinating little wrinkle that I totally forgot, but um, yeah. There will be some stuff to watch over these next couple weeks. We'll be with you. Uh, Vivek, if I don't talk to you again, enjoy vacation, man. Thanks, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, When I go on vacation, you will be uh, stepping in a little bit to host some podcasts as the league melts down during the LeBron James free agency. If you get to do the LeBron James signing uh, on the Raptors reaction podcast, I'm going to be pretty upset. Got to (laughs) say. I mean, especially if he signs with Toronto. it's, It's definitely happening. It's just, it's just a matter of what time, what day it happens. I could be on the road. I could be traveling. Who knows? Um, yep. But we'll see. Uh, <laughs> until that podcast come out, please subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. It's the most uh, easy way and best way to support the show. It is free after all, so uh, please take the time. And also, if you uh, want to hear about Kyle Lowry, that podcast is coming out tomorrow. It's going to be a little outdated, as I mentioned. We talk about the coaching search briefly at the beginning, myself and Dan Hackett, but the rest of it is Kyle Lowry's season review. And that'll be it for the season reviews because I don't really want to review the back end of the bench because 
because I can't milk a half hour of content out of that. Um, but hey, we gave you a lot on the good players, and Kyle Lowry's coming up tomorrow. So stay tuned for that, and uh, all, so much more this week. And moving forward as we get close to the draft and free agency and trade season here on Locked on Raptors. Sweet. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.